My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 100 of The Kate Show. Oh my goodness, guys. I never really thought I would be recording 100 episodes of this podcast. But to be honest, I started podcasting with zero expectations. I mean, I had no experience in recording or editing or producing audio. And I had no idea how to get my podcast on iTunes or Spotify much less how to create my intro and layer in some music. So there has been a huge learning curve for me from episode one to 100. And thank you to many of you who have been with me since the beginning. You've heard all my crazy intro and outro music, and you've heard me fumble over my words. And it's just really been crazy um, to see how this has impacted my brand and how it has allowed me to reach more of you guys who need help with your marketing. And I just want you guys to know that um, in honor of my 100 episodes here, I actually have a favor to ask of you guys. Uh, I would honestly, sincerely love it if you left me a review on iTunes. I read each review multiple times, (laughs) just saying. And I love knowing what you've taken from the show and how I can better shape my content to help solve your marketing problems. So here is to another 100 episodes. Now in this episode, I am going to share why I started the podcast, some behind the scenes of my first awkward episode, the mistakes and the lessons that I learned, and a few other tips, especially relevant for those of you who are considering starting your own podcast. So let's dive right in. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. Well, I guess I'll start at the beginning. Why did I start this podcast? Honestly, I stumbled into podcasting because number one, I kind of suck at video production. And number two, I got tired of answering the same questions again and again via email. It honestly concerned me that so many business owners in the home industry were being led astray by poor marketing advice or overwhelmed by the sheer volume of that advice. I was looking for a way to shout out my simple message of marketing truth to the masses And I knew I'd have to do more than just write blog posts about it if I wanted to reach all of you. Now, before I realized that video wasn't my ideal medium, I had unsuccessfully tried to start a Facebook Live weekly show. And it did not feel natural. And because of that, it hindered my message. Now, the perfectly polished Marie Forleo style videos that I had envisioned, yeah, it wasn't my reality. That's just not going to happen. But after discovering podcasts and practically swimming in their content, I thought "Mm, it could be worth a shot, you know. I started recording a handful of episodes using an app called Anchor FM, which is a lightweight podcasting app for novices. And it gave me the courage I needed to graduate to an actual podcast. But it wasn't without a few awkward moments. So... I can't take you behind the scenes of the Kate show without being completely honest about my first episode. So guys, I was incredibly nervous. My heart was pounding. I often lost my breath while I was recording and I cringed every time I misspoke 
and I had a mild heart attack anytime my dog looked like he was about to bark. I wasn't sure what equipment to use, so here's what I did. I grabbed the noise-canceling headset that I used for my interview with Lynn Nagara on a well-designed business podcast. Yes, I know you guys listen to it. And I was using that for a very long time. Now I actually use a blue Yeti microphone, which is pretty darn awesome. And now I feel super professional, even though I'm still recording in random places around my house, depending on where my daughter is sleeping. Um, and at the recording of this episode, by the way, it is just before Christmas and she's almost five months old. And she's very aware of her surroundings, which means that if I'm talking, she'll probably wake up from her nap. So I have to <laughs> go get really creative and I might actually record in the closet if I need to. You know, this is what we do, mom life, right? We do whatever it takes to get the job done. But anyway, back to my awkward beginnings in podcasting. I had hired a professional voiceover artist to record and mix my intro and my outro. But to this day, that initial original music still alarms me. I mean, electric guitars, really? Ugh. Somewhere around episode 50, I recorded my own intro and outro and almost immediately, I received comments about how much better it sounded and about, quote unquote, how far I'd come as an entrepreneur, which kind of made me laugh. But in that moment, I realized I didn't need all the bells and whistles that I thought I did. I still sounded professional. I just needed to show up consistently with helpful information that you guys, my ideal clients, need to hear. So aside from the awkwardness of the beginning phases, here are a few lessons I learned along the way to my 100th episode. First of all, people actually listen to this show. What? That's so weird to me. Because guys, I'm just in here staring at a wall or staring out the window, talking to myself and waving my hands around. I mean, I look like a lunatic. But it has gotten easier for me to grasp the concept that there is a whole world of people out there that listen to my content. Because here's the deal. My inbox is now crazier than ever. I get emails and consult requests from excited listeners. And not only does it flood my inbox, but it fills up my schedule. Now, in the early months of podcasting, I did just feel like I was talking to my computer screen and waving my hands around like a fool. So it turns out that wasn't the case. And I'm pretty happy about that. But the heightened level of exposure my podcast brought my brand quickly forced me to use more automation from my booking to my billing and it also led to the need for a team, which I know I've talked about in previous episodes. But just as a quick reminder, guys, I am not the only lady here at Socialite. It would be physically, mentally, and emotionally impossible for me to run this business by myself. Now, here is the deal. The thing that I still can't quite get over is that this podcast is reaching people in other countries. Now, I expected it to reach my Canadian listeners. Shout out to Canada. I was expecting it to reach, you know, the UK, Australia, things like that. So shout out to you guys as well. But I didn't expect, well, Spain, Portugal, Nigeria, or Israel. I didn't expect that. So to all of my international listeners, thank you so much for tuning in here, listening to this, this strange American girl ramble on and on in my non-perfect or imperfect, I should say, English. Because even though English is my first language, I'm not exactly a speaker. I am a writer. So it's funny that I chose podcasting as the ultimate medium. 
to um, spread my message. But here's the thing. You guys know, sometimes I stumble over my words and I used to edit that out. I used to re-record so much, but then it was like, you know, I'm not trying to be perfect. Perfect is not the name of the game. I am trying to be helpful. I'm trying to get you guys more comfortable in your own skin and more comfortable with the idea of you guys don't have to be perfect either. So I'm over here being a real person, a real business owner, a real first-time mom who's just trying to figure it all out and share the knowledge that I've gained with you guys. And I hope that through this podcast, with it being very raw and real and casual and straightforward, I hope that it encourages you to do the same thing in your business because, oh my goodness, guys, it's so much less stress this way. I'm not trying to be perfect. Perfection is not the goal. If I had the perfect podcast, I would honestly be failing because my goal is you. Okay, enough of that soapbox. Let me just say that when it comes to podcasting or doing anything that you honestly have no idea what you're doing, sometimes the best expectation to set is no expectation. Let me paint this picture for you. I was sitting on a plane headed for Boise, Idaho about hmm, six months, maybe five months after I started my podcast when I checked my email right before we trekked down the runway and my eyes locked on one email in particular. Here's what it said. You've made the iTunes top 200 business chart. Now, I thought it was a joke at first. I remember just totally freaking out silently, but it wasn't a joke. Now, here's the thing. I hadn't tried to reach a certain ranking on iTunes. I never tracked the stats or eyeballed my downloads. I was basing my podcast effectiveness on the real feedback I received from real listeners just like you. I knew my audience was, was going to be small because I'm a highly niche-focused podcast. I only talk about marketing and only for the home industry. I suffice to say, that was still enough to get me on the top 200 business category in iTunes. So thank you, iTunes. And thank you, my dear and wonderful listeners. Now, we're going to take a quick break. And then I'm going to come back with some other things that you might not have known about podcasting and a few tips for you to use if you're thinking about starting your own podcast. Does marketing your interior design, home staging, or workroom business give you anxiety? Guys, I get it. I used to hate marketing. That is, until I found a way to make it easy and simple. Now I share my secrets with all my members over at socialitevault.com. As a member, you get access to social media posts, captions, hashtag sets, email newsletters, client welcome packets, branded magazines, and more, ensuring that you'll have a complete sales funnel for attracting new clients even when you're asleep or just too busy to even think about your marketing. Turn those hours you spend worrying about your marketing into hours spent working on new client projects. Your business deserves high-quality marketing, and you deserve to get your time back. There is no contract required for this service, so head over to socialitevault.com to get started. If you have an audience that you've worked hard to build, whether on social media or in your mailing list or blog subscribers or a podcast audience, expect other people in your industry to want your audience. Now, being able to interview guests on The Kate Show or being interviewed by other podcasters for their show is always an honor. But here is the truth. 
I've had to turn down requests from more than a few guests who just weren't a good fit for my podcast or for this niche. And I've had to become fiercely protective of who I invite on my own show. See, to me, it isn't about getting more downloads just by having different guests who can then share my content with their audience. It's about serving my audience. Now, it's safe to say that if I have a guest on the show, I really do think highly of them. Since most of my episodes are solo intentionally, I only bring on a guest if they will be a direct benefit to you guys. Now, here is something I want you all to keep in mind, whether you are thinking of starting a podcast, a newsletter, a blog, what have you. Just keep in mind this. It is impossible to give away, quote unquote, too much free advice. This is something I do on the podcast every week. I am just throwing my advice and my tactics and my tips and my strategies at you, and it's free. Hallelujah. Now, keep in mind this as well. While offering a free consult could damage anyone's business, including mine, offering unlimited tips and tactics can actually help. You guys know me by now. I don't hold back when I get on a rant about how ridiculous social media has become or why you're hurting your marketing if you don't have a mailing list. I offer the same amount of detail in my podcast episodes as I do in my one-on-one marketing consults. But does that mean I now receive fewer requests for consultation? Mm, Quite the opposite. Within months of launching my podcast, I actually had to remove the scheduling link and the phone number from my website. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I was booking out way too much. My phone was ringing at all hours. It just wasn't going to work. It wasn't feasible for living. So to serve you guys, I had to return to answering more emails and creating my Facebook group, Marketing for Home Pros, which is totally cool. I love doing that. I love interacting with this awesome community. And by the way, guys, community is the heart of it. I mean, you all built this podcast. Your questions became my podcast topics and your struggles became my most popular, most downloaded episodes. So thank you for helping me serve you so well. You know what you need and you're not afraid to ask for it. So on that note, keep your requests coming. Okay, one thing that a lot of people tell me they're afraid of if they were to start a podcast, a Facebook live show, a blog, is that they would run out of things to say. But oh my goodness, that's not even a real concern. I thought I would have run out of topics a long time ago, but nope, here we are at episode 100 and I'm still over here rambling. Marketing is a really complex beast and that's why I can always find something new to say about it. But the truth is, interior design is also complex. So is home staging. So are soft furnishings. And with all the tools and strategies and advice and ideas being thrown around the wild, wild web every day on all those topics, you and I have no shortage of things to rant about. So keep that in mind. Now, another thing that I wasn't expecting when I started podcasting is the show notes. You can have show notes that are bare bones or practically non-existent, or you can make them actual blog posts. Now, halfway through the first year of podcasting, I realized my show notes were pretty much unhelpful. And since I started sending my episodes to different clients or socialite vault members for educational purposes, I needed to make sure that my information and advice could be read on the go if they didn't have time to listen to the episode. Plus, I wanted the SEO benefit that blogging brings. And by the way, it has worked really, really well. 
So that said, writing the show notes for one podcast episode requires several hours of planning, research, and writing. Now, although I do have a podcast production manager on my team at this point, I still write all my own show notes and I'll continue to do it. After all, I mean, writing is kind of my thing. I'm a published author. By the way, do not go read my book. I was 17 years old. Oh my goodness, it's embarrassing. But neither here nor there, it is important for me to go that extra mile and actually create show notes that give the same amount of value as the actual recorded episode. All right, we're going to switch gears a little bit here and talk about podcast sponsors because I was just like every other new podcast host out there when I started the podcast two years ago and I thought, oh my goodness, I need sponsors. I won't have made it until I have a sponsor. And I have had a few sponsors. You guys have heard them. But what I have realized is that sponsoring my own podcast is super effective. And let me explain what that means. At first, I thought it would be weird to have socialite vault ads halfway through most of my episodes. But when I started doing it, I realized if I'm going to be promoting a business on my podcast, wouldn't I want it to be my own? Isn't that the one I should be believing in the most? Isn't that the one that needs to reach the most people? Well, the answer is absolutely yes, because the revenue that comes from that far outweighs the revenue of a separate third-party sponsor, at least for me. It works out really, really well. And it packs a stronger punch. We all need to hear something many times over before taking action. And that's why the sponsors who are the most repeated from episode to episode on any given podcast will likely see the most return on their investment. And when I was assessing which business sponsors should get that opportunity, I chose my own. And I stopped accepting or pursuing outside sponsorship. Now, On that note, I do have an ad for the WCAA, which is the Window Coverings Association of America. And that's because I believe in what they do. And I wanted to create that ad on my own. Um, They are not paying me to do that. I'm doing it because I believe in what they are doing. And I'm on their national board. Now, if you don't know what the WCAA is, it is for interior designers and window treatment professionals and upholsterers. And the goal of the WCAA is to help you promote and grow your business, better yourself as an entrepreneur. I mean, it is such a powerhouse for anybody in the home industry who wants to have a successful business, get trade-only discounts, and really level up their game. So if you're a designer for a workroom, you really need to go check out WCAA.org and (laughs) again, not sponsored by them, literally, but it is something that I believe in. And that's the cool part about having a podcast. You know, I can promote and talk about the different organizations or people or brands that honestly will make a difference in your business that you need to hear about and you need to consider. Okay, let's go back to talking about the money. Podcasting is an excellent revenue and publicity generator. Now here, I'm just going to be totally totally blunt with you. If a redneck country girl from Wisconsin, that's me in case you thought I was fancy for some reason. If a redneck country girl can figure out how to run a podcast, so can you. If you run a design, staging, or workroom business and you focus on a specific type of client, then you're going to benefit from hosting a podcast. I can't tell you that it's easy or that it's fast or that I'm always excited to hit record, but I can tell you that when I do hit record, 
I put on my game face, my podcasting voice, and I deliver what I truly believe you guys need to hear. It has taken my brand to an entirely new level, and I know it has the same potential for your business too. Now, if you want to start a podcast, I can't actually help you. Sorry, but I can point you in the right direction. So here are nine tips for starting your own podcast. Get your pens ready. Number one, get very clear on who your target client is. Otherwise, you're going to have no idea what to talk about. Number two, write a list of topics based on your ideal client's frequently asked questions. Number three, develop step-by-step solutions to their pain points. Number four, hire someone to produce your podcast if you don't know how or you don't want to learn. This is huge. I mean, done is better than perfect, and you don't need to try to be perfect, but try to be professional. Number five, Make sure your podcast can be heard on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, because those are the three major players in the podcasting world. Number six, be consistent. If you say your show is weekly, show up every week on the same day. My show is four times a month, every Monday. Number seven is play back your episodes occasionally to critique yourself and improve. Now, this is something that I still do. I don't do it as much now that I'm on episode 100. But in the beginning, I did this all the time because I had to understand, am I saying oh or um or so too much? For a long time, I was saying so too much. And it was difficult, okay? It's difficult to know how I need to improve if I don't review my own work. And that is what I suggest you all do. The next tip I have for you is... Number eight, get used to hearing your own voice. It's not as weird as you think. I used to be so weirded out by hearing my voice recorded or watching myself on a video or whatever, but you'll get over it. You'll get used to it. I mean, people in Hollywood have to, right? We can too. My final tip for you is keep your episodes around 15 to 30 minutes long. I can't tell you how many comments I've received on how much people love that my podcast episodes are on the short side. They say it's the perfect amount of time when they're commuting from their design studio to a job site or from client house to client house. And I love hearing that because not only is it easier to produce a shorter episode, but if it takes me an hour to get my point across, I am not doing a good job. Okay, guys. Well, this is the Kate Show episode 100, and I'm really thankful to you for subscribing, for reviewing, for emailing and commenting on my episodes each week. I don't have marketing or business 100% figured out, but as you guys know, I share with you 100% of what I know and what I know works. And I promise I'm going to keep sharing every new tactic I discover and every new rant-worthy topic I uncover. So until next time, keep your marketing simple and your message clear, and I will definitely be talking to you next week. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.